90% of people in the world are considering culture, entertainment, content and media as a vital need. It's great because when you define the size of the opportunity in the industry, the world is our oyster. I'm uh, Frank Bournois, Professor of General Management and Dean of ESCP Business School. Together, in uh, Frankly Speaking, we will be uh, meeting leaders who embody European leadership with the strong conviction that the business world must feed society in a positive way. So hello everyone. Uh, for today's uh, episode, I have the pleasure to uh, to talk and have an exchange with a great alumnus of ESCP, a man with an extremely rich and inspiring professional background. Um, hello, uh, Arnaud de Puyfontaine. Bonjour. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Arnaud, today you are the uh, CEO of um, an incredible uh, company, um, Vivendi. Would you tell us a little bit just about your career path so that listeners have an idea of uh, how you made it? Well, uh, thank you very much. And it's pretty frightening thinking about a career path. I think it's okay because it, it, it takes me kind of a long way back uh, because I'm from class 1988. Uh, when uh, I, uh, after my military service in Indonesia, Uh, I joined Le Figaro as publishing director, which I spent five years, and I then joined a listed company called EMAP PLC, which was a FTSE 100 company based in publishing, radio, newspapers, uh, business information, and I did that. I did stay in the company for 12 years before selling the company for its European asset to an Italian group called Mondadori. Uh, and uh, a bit more than one year after the transaction, I left Mondadori to join the US-based company called uh, Hearst Corporation. It is the story of William Randolph Hearst, known thanks to the movie Citizen Kane, oh, yes. uh, which is one of the biggest uh, American-based media group. And I was running the non-US operation from London. And then in 2013, I did receive a call from a French headhunter Uh, asking me whether I could have an interest in uh, being part of a process to find the next uh, CEO of Vivendi. And here we go. And uh, I joined Vivendi in 2014, was appointed chief executive of the company in June 2014. And it's been like if it were yesterday. Well, we have something in common here, which is that I got nominated in July 2014. So our... <laughs> A seniority is about the same. But what is fantastic, um, uh, Arno, to hear is that uh, you have just spoken about Indonesia, Italy, London, and uh, and, and and working for a, a, a US uh, uh, setting. Uh, you have lived in many international countries. Uh, you have a, a, a clear, well-positioned international uh, standing. Um, you know Europe almost inside out i was reading somewhere that you're a, an officer in the uh, in the british of the british empire which is a, a highly valued uh, distinction uh, 
would you say that in a way or another that there is a, something like a European trademark of a European leadership or maybe this is not making sense at all to speak of a, a, a trademark of a European Uh, well, the trademark of European is based on a very famous management school, uh, school um, which is uh, uh, ESCP Business School. Yes, I think which, I know this which, one. Which, 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 which European roots are very well known and is a pretty unique positioning in terms of uh, education. And do I think that there is a specific trademark? I don't know if I can uh, refer to a trademark, but do I think that there is a reality around the notion of Europe, uh, I would say today more than ever. Why? Um, number one, uh, we are in a very globalized world with very great things about this globalization and some, to say the least, huge challenges. And we are in a world which is uh, changing uh, a lot and uh, even pre-pandemic, but uh, pandemic has uh, accelerated the pace of change. And uh, I would say that you've got uh, a different scenario. Number one is a, a kind of a, a America, which is thinking America's first and maybe has decided uh, not to be as a worldwide player as it used to be uh, in the recent past. And it started not with Trump, by the way, but the first move was under Obama uh, tenure. Um, uh, second thing, uh, you've got a, a very, very ambitious and a very, very, uh, I would say, uh, active China uh, with a willingness to become a worldwide leader. And I guess after a century of focusing on its own country has decided to run for global uh, ambition. We have seen that through all the different initiative of uh, China in different parts of the world. So that's the second thing. Then you've got the uh, balance between, uh, I would say, the North and South and the uh, American, uh, sorry, African continent, and uh, which created by you know many aspects an area of growth, but an area of uh, something that is going to be extraordinarily compelling for the coming decades, but is, which is becoming more and more uh, a continent for its own right, um, and a continent which the balance and the role in the in the in the structure of the world is going to get more and more uh, impact, I would say. Uh, and then you've got Europe, and Europe is a great concept uh, uh, from the end of the 50s, should I say. It's been a great notion and uh, has uh, helped my generation, our generation, to be protected from the walls of our uh, parents, grandparents, and so on and so forth. But it's still a very highly complex uh, type of concept where politically, Uh, I guess that the complexity of the governance of Europe has shown its limit and needs to be reinvented in any shape or form, but that's a must. Uh, B, uh, the uh, Brexit, which in my view is a complete uh, nonsense, but we are where we are, uh, uh, but uh, just accelerate the need to think about what Europe stands for, because if not, the, the different parts of the different countries of Europe are so tiny Uh, compared to this kind of a uh, global evolution of the world and those big behemoths in terms of uh, uh, players around the world with their own agenda that we need today more than ever to be able to give substance in terms of what Europe stands for. And uh, you, prefer, you may have understood uh, between uh, my words that I'm a little bit, uh, I would say, uh, Um, wondering about the efficiency of Europe as it is today. And I think that there is a need of a complete overall of the governance. Uh, 
but I guess that what is absolutely sure is that running a global business and if you are an European business and you want to be global, you need to be very strong in Europe. So for me, in my role, Europe is a, 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 a very, very tangible concept. Uh, Vivendi has got nearly 50% of its revenues worldwide in Europe. And I guess to, uh, I, 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 I need to, 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 to have around me people with the capacity to understand cultures, stories, speak languages, and to be able to uh, move from Berlin to Roma, to, from Roma to Madrid, to, I mean, uh, and even to London. Because even if politically uh, we had the Brexit, I think that we need to keep very strong relationship with this country. It's true, and it is exactly, I was uh, having a, a lunch yesterday with Michel Barnier. He, he's another... Uh, alumnus of the school and he has just had a, a book out called uh, in French it's La Grande Illusion which I well, think the only thing I like very much uh, Michel who is a great friend but he should have uh, published this book in one of my publishing company and ah. it's a competitor but uh, that's going to be for th the next th this one this has to be said to him um, and uh, maybe in English it would be translated I don't know as under the great illusion but he has the same position maybe um, this Brexit uh, thing is uh, going to lead us to a lose-lose um, uh, option for a lot of people. I think that the French people have contributed a lot to the big uh, evolution of Europe governance. Number one, it's Michel, and Michel Barnier has been a fantastic commissioner as regards to the negotiation with Brexit. So, at off uh, to him because it's uh, it's great. And as an alumnus of 1972, mm -hmm. like uh, Jean-Pierre Raffarin, exactly. then 72. Uh, he has done a fantastic job and uh, really congratulations uh, for that. Uh, there is another one currently who is also doing a fantastic job, which is Thierry Breton. Yes. Uh, and Thierry Breton as a French commissioner and moving ahead and trying to push the boundaries of uh, the, the remit of Europe and the way he handles uh, the capacity to, you know, to create a kind of a reshuffle and to be more pragmatic and to be driven by results. He's got a fantastic profile and there's a great chance for Europe and for France to get such a, a great character like Thierry. The only thing that he could have done is to be uh, an alumnus of uh, ESCP Business School, but uh, uh, nobody's, uh, nobody's perfect. perfect. Now, th this is very good what you're saying about the, um, these um, people from businesses getting into uh, more uh, political uh, governance. And, and what our listeners um, uh, here like to, to hear also and, and understand is uh, uh, the business sector that, that uh, you are in. Uh, you, you've been, uh, and you said it, you started in the press and then you went into... Uh, music, entertainment, a, 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 a lot of um, very um, impactful uh, aspects of, um, of, of leisure, especially for the younger generation. And, and maybe we could go, if you like, into um, a, a few questions about how you as a person, how you uh, uh, as a leader, um, you, you had to make choices, sometimes difficult ones. And, and maybe I would like to start with uh, something like um, the, um, amongst the strategic choices that, that you had to make in this uh, sector, um, is there anything you want to share about uh, the leader and uh, um, being a, re a very responsible person for the company as a whole, or talking also about the uh, dimension of being collaborative, teamworking uh, with, with others. In this sector in particular, and you may illustrate if you like, but uh, I think people like to know about these things. Well, Vivendi uh, 
is a, a global media entertainment and content group um, which is uh, covering uh, you know music um, film um, TV uh, gaming publishing advertising and communication and they've all got in their different uh, 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 businesses a common element which is uh, creative talent uh, and uh, um, the job which is mine is to create the very best environment to enable uh, each of our singers from Justin Bieber to Lady Gaga or to uh, uh, Carla Luciani uh, uh, to the author like uh, Bernard Minier, uh, uh, Camille Pascal and others um, to be able to make uh, and to produce songs, films, books, games, advertising campaign in an environment which is a business environment. So uh, uh, the people inside the company uh, uh, are completely crucial. Uh, they are the unique selling proposition on what we do stand for. And we are in, in an industry where we have to combine uh, the uh, the world of uh, saltimbanque uh, with the world of business-minded people because uh, we are there to grow, we are there to create uh, a European player in a world which is currently uh, US-led uh, because 80% of the media and uh, entertainment industry is owned by uh, by US players. You know the Disney, the AT&T, Warner Media the uh, uh, Comcast, NBCU, the Netflix of this world uh, are those who are trying to uh, run the world. And that's great because it creates strong stimuli. Uh, but in our side, the capacity to really develop our business and to grow is absolutely focused on people. So people is at the heart of what we do stand for. So it does mean for me that uh, it's, like a, it's like a conductor. You know, it's like in an orchestra. If you're the boss of the orchestra, uh, your willingness is certainly not to become the first piano or the first violin, but to create a kind of a team, an environment, and to create a selection of a team of people who are going to produce the very best musicals. And uh, that's my job. This is what uh, keeps me awake at night, and this is what I do like in my job, is that I'm totally dependent of those people, uh, and I'd like to be in charge of those different individuals. Well, this is a, a very difficult job indeed. You have like um, thousands of artists, sometimes prima donnas, and, and, and you have to orchestrate, as you are saying, these people, and you, you, you have also to run a, a, a company with uh, performance, with uh, in indicators. Uh, so my question would be, is it possible to be... Uh, um, a leader with um, being running the company with artistic skills, or uh, uh, is it uh, is it easy to do this? How can how can you reconcile the two? Uh, having people who sometimes I don't know maybe a little bit like uh, individualistic because they are in their little worlds and they have their little views, and of course they are well known, so they think they know better than you do. But they are very, 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 very great and smart people, and uh, and uh, 
And I guess that everybody has its own DNA and its own profile. And uh, you've got certainly to get certain skills uh, based on the capacity to adapt to cultures, to people, and to great talent with, uh, from time to time, big egos. And other times, I mean, everybody is unique. And I think that what, what, what I do is to be, to, be, to, be, to be working with a team of people uh, who are much greater than I am in dealing with those individuals. So, for instance, our Universal Music Group operations, the leader is um, an Englishman, a great Sir Lucian Grange, and, uh, and Lucian, who is not only a, a friend, but somebody I admire, uh, uh, is an amazing ANR man. We need to create an environment of people with the capacity to, in culture, countries, and also in industry, to connect with all those creative people and to create like a formula uh, which proved to be working pretty well. Yes, but you probably, from what we get, have the recipe of how to mix the ingredients. And I think that beyond principles of management, you seem to confirm to us that it is uh, art that people need in management and, uh, and leadership. Well, I, th I think that the only compelling, uh, the only sustainable competitive advantage of any organization, and I'm talking to you as a dean of ESCP Business School with the different countries in which you do operate and the people, your talents are the uh, different teachers in their different capacity and so on and so forth. So we share the same type it's of true. agenda. I never, th I never it? thought about it but that way, but I think you're right. But that's, that's, that's the case. So I think there is not magic formula, but there is a personality and appetite because I guess that appetite and enthusiasm about what you do is something which, uh, I mean, uh, keeps you, keeps the energy that you need because it's a people business. So you need to give the energy to the people surrounding you. And then after it's like, a, we call that the ruisselage. It's spread all over. Uh, so there is a company culture, but the only sustainable competitive advantage of any company of business, be it a fantastic uh, 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 listed worldwide business or in an entrepreneurial type of, uh, you know, startup. It's people, 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 people. So when you're dealing with people and creative people, it's like, you know, a double uh, kind of uh, level of fantastic. People cannot things. see us, but uh, as I'm just in front of you, we see a lot of energy and you seem to be energized by this sex sector. Uh, Arno, Vivendi uh, is uh, obviously um, a global leader in culture, entertainment, media, communication, and, and, and so on. Is there a, a, an example of a, a, a difficult uh, strategic choice that you had to make uh, this year that you could be choosing and to just illustrate that sometimes being... Um, a leader being at the top of organizations is not so obvious. You don't have to reveal secrets, but just uh, choose anything that uh, was something that maybe if you have um, an example just to, to, to see in your sector how sometimes things can be complex and uh, not so easy. Well, I guess that I wake up in the morning uh, uh, and say what is going to happen, what is going to happen that I didn't uh, plan for. Uh, so my days are made of things which are unexpected. But talking about difficult decision, you know, we just announced uh, yesterday evening uh, a new uh, agreement with uh, Mediaset in Italy, for instance. Uh, Italy is a very important country for us. We are the first shareholder of Telecom Italia. It's important because 
being a, a media content and entertainment group, uh, our developments globally can't be thought through without a kind of a skin in the game in uh, in the telco uh, game because it's all about distribution. And this is a kind of a catalyst of change in our industry that we are going through. Listening to you right now, there is uh, maybe one uh, question which is um, fascinating. And how can how do you manage the linguistic, the language aspect? Because um, you were saying earlier on that Europe was a constellation of uh, different countries with different languages, um, which can make very tiny. If you look Danish, I don't know how many millions, but it must be uh, less than ten. Uh, how, how do you manage to be profitable and to adapt um, uh, uh, in sometimes countries where the language is not that um, shared at, at, at the worldwide level? I use my hands. Um, no, I, I, well, I mean, in my, my, my job, uh, in my job, I think it's only once in Japan when I had somebody in front of me who was not speaking English. And uh, so we had to get a translator because I must confess that my Japanese uh, is pretty weak. Uh, maybe a last question regarding your uh, business sector. Uh, um, what do you see as uh, the impact of digital uh, in, in, in the coming future? Because um, Vivendi is very active on many fronts and uh, it seems also to be highly uh, technology orientated um, is it something you see growing because we have that also in education technology is the at the heart of the global overall of the uh, industry and not to say uh, we own Dailymotion uh, and uh, Dailymotion uh, is, a, is a great uh, streaming platform this is another example of how we play that so technology is going to be more and more uh, impactful in the journey of, uh, of, uh, of Vivendi in the foreseeable future. Maybe regarding a last uh, section that we could uh, comment, which is about um, the responsible company and uh, society at large and the common good and what uh, companies are doing in terms of social uh, responsibility. Listening to you um, with the challenges that you have and uh, making a comparison uh, with education, in fact, uh, you're very, very close to education in many ways through technologies. And, 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 th and there are even um, uh, uh, people saying that uh, maybe the next players and key players Uh, in, in terms of education, you've got intellectual property rights, you know how to uh, put knowledge into uh, capsules, and you were talking about daily motion uh, a few seconds ago. Uh, is, it a, a there, is there a possibility that uh, companies like yours uh, move quickly, fast, and uh, efficiently into education? Well, we already are. Uh, we already are. Uh, we own two brands called Nato and Bordas, uh, and they are a leadership position as regarded to primary school and college and, and for many years. And uh, we are developing uh, interactive uh, learning program for uh, young people and adolescent and young adults uh, in the industry. So uh, we, we, we definitely are. Uh, So um, education is for us a sector that we are uh, following uh, with great interest. 
I, I know that as a, as a leader, you are personally highly committed uh, to society at large. And of course, uh, would you tell us a bit about um, maybe decisions or commitments or uh, actions that uh, Vivendi is, um, is doing, not just for business, but also for serving uh, the community? Well, I, I have, um, I, I'm very privileged because um, I am working with the chairman, Yannick Bolloré, um, uh, who is also the CEO of Avas Group Worldwide, um, who is very, very engaged, as I am, in terms of uh, this uh, corporate responsibility and all the ESG and so on and so forth. So we have many initiatives in terms of, uh, you know, we've got a foundation called Create Joy, where we push every initiative in different uh, underprivileged uh, part of the world of having the music uh, part of the capacity to reconnect with uh, young people, for instance. We've got uh, 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 very uh, many initiatives to be able to um, uh, bring culture uh, in different uh, parts of the world uh, where you don't have uh, an exposure to what we do. So we, we do see ourselves as having a role to play in the evolution of the society, and you never do enough, obviously, but we absolutely are committed and we take as a strategic objective, and we're tracking the progress we're making year on year. You will say that in our uh, annual report, uh, which is going to be published soon. Um, we got many, many, many... Um, initiatives in that field and we want to measure it and we want to grow it and we don't see um, the future of Vivendi without great compelling financial results and growth and successes without having an impact in the environment. It's not only because we truly believe in the role in the society of a business like ours but it's also because it's part of our DNA and it's also part of the kind of a relationship we want to have with our all our stakeholders. Uh, and uh, and so we take this uh, uh, very seriously. Yes, thank you. It's very uh, very um, I- impressive to, um, to to hear this. Um, I, I, I know um, you have been through a lot of uh, we said difficult uh, decisions to make. If there are maybe one or two uh, strong beliefs, something that you. Uh, maybe teach as a, as a course or as lessons to the new generation. What is it that you would be passionate about speaking to these people, which for you are very important uh, in your role as a CEO and a worldwide leader? Well, I think the common things before my first job compared to what I'm doing today is I wake up every morning and I love what I do. Uh, so whatever happens, it gives me the energy and the... Uh, the energy I need to be at the level of the expectation of the people uh, with whom uh, I work on a daily basis. So passion it may seem a kind of a very naff comment. It's not. Um, I guess that you, do, you, you have to be passionate about what you do. And uh, there are many definitions around passion, obviously. But I mean, clearly, every morning uh, when I wake up, and even it's going to be if it's difficult or if, you know, I have this kind of energy that is uh, like a pulsion that is uh, triggered uh, by uh, the fact that I love what I do. Number one. Number two, is I, I won't be able to do what I do without the kind of a very special relationship I've got with all the people I'm working with. So I have a responsibility toward those people. They have also responsibility just to help me to be better. 
But I want to, I, I feel a responsibility and I feel also a great pleasure. They're very different from one to another. Uh, it's not a question, uh, you know, you've got people you like or you respect. It's fantastic when you both like and respect, but uh, I'm like a team player. It's like when you've got a kind of a, you know, football team or etc. You, 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 you achieve what you want to achieve because you're surrounded by people that you admire, that you like. And I've got a responsibility with that. And I'm a team builder. And this is something that I have kept since the very beginning of my career. Yes, and you have a big reputation for this. And, uh, <laughs> and last thing is, uh, just try to avoid the bullshit, if you allow me to use that. You can cut me in the montage uh, if needed. Uh, because uh, don't try to fool yourself. You've got to be very straightforward and transparent when you look at you in the mirror. And uh, you've got to focus on what is true. You've got to know yourself. And you've got to be extraordinarily demanding uh, on yourself, uh, just to be sure that you're good. When I took my first job as a CEO, uh, the chairman, the day before my nomination, gave me a few advices, uh, advice, which I never forgot. And uh, one of them is uh, uh, um, running a business is like to ride a, a, a motorbike. If you don't fall off, that's to say that you didn't try hard enough. It's very true. So, I mean, just try to avoid uh, the failure not to be um, uh, lethal. Uh, but I mean, learning through failure, it's very important. You've got to do things in terms of getting out from your comfort zone. That's very important. Very, very important. Without the shadow of a doubt. And that's true. That's a very, very good advice. Maybe as a final word um, uh, uh, or a tip to, to somebody uh, who wants to join a, a, a group like uh, Vivendi, is it uh, absolutely necessary to be a man or a woman of communication to work in a group like yours? Absolutely not. Okay, You need to, to be uh, energetic, passionate, uh, hardworking uh, and... Uh, to get the potential, uh, to potential to cope with the challenge that we've got in front of us. Thank you very much, Arno, because you are really incarnating all of these uh, qualities and uh, incredible values. Thank you for the journey you have helped us to make in uh, wandering uh, 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 around this uh, wonderful uh, sector. And I see again a lot of uh, commonalities and uh, common elements with, um, with education. It's uh, very good for all of our listeners who have uh, 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 an example of what it makes to become a, a, a great leader with the uh, uh, humbleness and, and, and the good messages and the good tips that I'm sure they will get away with after this um, very good interview. Thank you very much to you. Merci beaucoup. This is already the end of this episode and I sincerely thank you for listening and I hope that this exchange has inspired and nourished you intellectually. If so, do share it with others. For more insights, don't hesitate to follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. Take care and I'm looking forward to you joining our next meetings with leaders.